Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nightmares Podcast. For his hat trick of the amount of podcasts that he's been on, that would be not one, not two, but number three, lucky number three. It is Corey Clark, a.k.a. Poltergeist OD, a dear, dear friend to the Nightmares Podcast. And uh, one day we'll be in the studio uh, when he leaves the Great White North. Uh, We will get him out of Canada eventually um, to have him here in the studio. But in the meantime... We have to suffer and muddle through uh, Skype, um, but that's okay just the same. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Corey Clark. What's going on, good sir? What up from the internet? The internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his best. I'm, like so- I'm in your phone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I've been doing good uh, since last time we talked. Just, you know, staying busy. I'm doing shows. I'm releasing a little bit more music. I'm working on a big Stephen King track that I got like huge plans for. It's going to be like the peak of my career so far. So uh, look out for that soon, dude. I fucking love it, man. So you, so you're at a um at a you've been I've been seeing you a lot actually a lot of different shows and everything else, which is really cool to see you you know doing that stuff. Um, you know how's that been going? You've been performing live a lot more um in the last couple you know in the last like year or so or a couple months. Um, obviously, you know, things are lightening up a little bit because of, because of COVID, but obviously too, it's running in, in tandem with how big are you getting? So that's pretty awesome. How does that, how's that working out? It's going awesome. I just got back from high Prairie, uh, from the intersect art musical festival. Um, I'm on the crew that helps build the stages. So I've been out there for like eight days, busting my ass in the heat. Uh, it turned out really, really well, like miles, miles better than last year. Next year is going to be even bigger. Uh, what else do I got coming up? I got uh, River City Revival with Doug Shells at Revival House in uh, in Edmonton. I just did Phase Shift in uh, Innisfail, Alberta. It's another music festival. Yeah, it's been busy. The second COVID uh, rules lifted for musicians here. I was just like, I'll take what I can get. And now I'm at the point where I'm just like turning down shows. I turned down two shows today because I like already have shows booked. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fucking, that's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, dude, that's it's awesome, but it's like ass. kind of frustrating to deal with a schedule like that as well. But I can't complain. It's a, it's a good job. So the, um, uh, if you did, who would listen anyway, the, um, yeah. uh, they'd be like, Oh, I feel so bad for you. Mr. Rockstar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, he gets um, to scream at people and then get drunk. The uh, what a and, horrible life. Yeah, I know, and sing songs about horror movies and stuff and everything else. The um, uh, which is fucking fantastic. So, um, so I know you released a few a few new tracks and everything else. That's fucking dope. You know, I I dug the uh, the Killer Clowns one. That was awesome. Um, uh, the um, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, Killer Clowns was cool. Killer Clowns was one that like a ton of people kept like recommending over and over like are you gonna do one about killer clowns uh never planned on it and like i'd always kind of like thought how i would do it and then i think like finally somebody else asked and that was like the last straw for me i was like okay whatever i put the movie on i just started taking down notes and it just kind of like flowed to me i just put it off for so long because i'm like worried about like how i'm gonna do it rather than just like sitting down and fucking getting through it it's amazing, like how insanely popular that one was, and I, I know my uh, my girlfriend Sarah is like a, a huge fan of that movie, so she was really stoked um, to see that. So, um, so on behalf of her, um, uh, she said to give you a nice thank you and good job. 
They uh, thank you and good job. They um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, and I know you finally got to the Frighteners, which is fucking awesome. They um. Yeah, that's uh, a personal favorite. I didn't even expect that one to like get any reckon uh, recognition. I just like did that for myself. The um, you gotta, you gotta love. You know what, man? It, sometimes it's all. You know, you, you do stuff for the fans, but then you also do stuff for yourself and everything else. Like, I mean, you know, they, there's a bunch of shit that we've done. Like, um, uh, you know, I, I, you know, that podcast that you that we uh, that we did with you about '90s children's horror, you know, horror television. I didn't do that for anybody but us. Like, you know, that that was a that was one of those things that, like, you know, I was like, you know what? Let's we need to talk about this. I think it would be a blast to to fucking reminisce and you know and chit chat and everything else. So. You know, it's always fun to do just shit for yourself, like stuff that you would enjoy to see. Yeah. And if anybody else digs it, that's just a bonus. Exactly. Exactly. The um, uh, so. So, you know, man, like, you know, it, it's you know, it's it's cool to catch up. I know you I'm sure you get a lot of like, um, uh, you know, really good stuff, you know, um, uh, you know, coming up now you're doing live shows. What's what's the dream, man? What do you want to do next? You know, like, you know, what what's the you know, what's your plans on progressing? Just keep doing what I'm doing and uh, anything that comes is good. Like, uh, I don't know, like, where I want to go. I don't really have, like, set goals in mind, you know? Like, it would be cool. I've always said it would be cool if, like, somebody made, like, a B-horror movie and I got to write the outro credits for it. And, like, it, it would just be, like, the ultimate goal to, like, watch a shitty horror movie and then your song's playing right after. That would be... That'd be like the ultimate uh, hit for me right now. After that, no idea. Whatever comes after that is the 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 amazing flexibility to life. You know, dude, that's that that's awesome and everything else. You know what? I'm gonna ask you too. Like, um, uh, you know, because obviously, by the way, um, whoever, um, I completely forgot to do this for new people and everything else because we're so used to you coming and hanging out and everything else. Do you want to give a quick description of what you are and what you do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, for new people, like, you know, that may or may not, like, you know, we're so, like, used to, like, hanging out with you. We're like, oh, it's just Corey. Like, I don't know what the fuck he's yeah. up to. Like, they, um, uh, well, you know. Well, I'm Stephen King, and I'm writing a new book about Poltergeist, the movie. I'm, uh, I go by Poltergeist OD. I make songs based on horror movies, like, from the perspective of horror movie villains. So, like, I have a song where, like, what if Michael Myers was the rapper? What if Chucky was the rapper and he was to make, like, a battle rap song? Something like that. Uh, I've done at least 13 or 14 of those so far. I'm also in a group called Obscene Division. That's what the OD stands for. We're just, like, the most offensive horrorcore you can think of. So, uh, if you, uh, you're easily offended, maybe stay away from my avenue, but, uh, yeah, if you don't give a shit and you like horror and you like rap, then check me out. Corey, I think you should just try to keep it PG. I, they, I think I should. They, For the uh, sales. <laughs> nah, nah, fuck them. They, um, uh, fuck them long, fuck them hard. They, uh, who cares? They, um, uh, so, uh, you know what, man? You know, you never really got into, like, in, like, previous podcasts, uh, you never, I don't think you talked to as much, at least from what I remember, or don't remember, I guess. Um, about your other side, you know, uh, obscene division. Like you didn't get into a lot of detail about how that all started and how you got, um, you know, hooked up with them and then what they're more. You know, obviously we've talked about, you know, the the mass majority of what we see on YouTube is, you know, is those main songs by you. But I, I haven't really heard much about that side of things and you like breaking it down 
about the history and like you know what what you know all goes into the the um uh, the OD side of things rather than the poltergeist side of things. Well, OD is uh, basically me, uh, Razorwire, Nick Obscene, Namadian. I met Razorwire in high school when I first moved to Alberta from Newfoundland. I think I, I was like 14 years old. Uh, we hung out. We both liked metal and stuff like that. He and uh, Nick Obscene would meet up in Matt's garage. Matt is Razorwire. Uh, we would all meet in Matt's garage and like they would freestyle rap. And I was always more of like a like a deathcore, grindcore kid. So I never really got into it until later. I was like hammered one night with those guys, started a rap, and they were like, hey, this is actually pretty cool, and I had a lot of fun doing it, so I just like stuck to it. Eventually, we decided to take it seriously and record like a mixtape in a studio and everything. Uh, that's That mixtape is called KSW. You can find it on, I believe, Bandcamp. Maybe SoundCloud, but uh, I don't think it's anywhere else. Uh, so, yeah, once we started, like, getting shows and getting some recognition, that's when we started, like, really thinking about who we wanted to be as rappers. And, like, we kind of all went our separate ways. Like, I went, like, my way with the horror movie stuff. And uh, Nick wanted to do, like, more personal stuff to him. And, uh, like, we're still best friends. We're still working on new stuff all the time. Like, there's new Obscene Division material on the way. But uh, yeah, we're kind of still doing our own thing on the side. And obscene division kind of does obscene division stick within the horror genre, or is it kind of you know veer off into other things? Obscene division is like it's just it's in the name obscene music, just like whatever, <laughs> whatever's obscene, <laughs> whatever like gross heinous things we can think of, and like we just crack jokes all the time. It's just dark humor. Ah, fair enough. Like, what's what are some of the what are some of the songs that you guys came up with? Like, we've talked about all kinds of crazy shit on this podcast, so I'm not worried about much. Explain yeah. the inspiration behind Overdose Cipher. Oh, oh, the Overdose Cipher. Yeah, thank you. Um, that was just a beat some guy sent to me. I don't even remember the dude's name. I feel bad now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had it. I had it on my laptop forever, and uh, we were recording the mixtape. And I was like, man, we got to do something with this beat. So I think Matt, like Razorwire, he was the first one. He just like spit a verse over it. And we were like, okay, okay. So we recorded that and took it home. And we all kind of just went in different ways and just decided to make it a cypher. You know, with all that, you know, with you having the grindcore, you know, background and such the, you know, large fandom, you know, are you um, are you ever going to go and explore that, you know, and do more horror stuff within that? the um uh you know the uh then and kind of move away from uh rap or try other styles of music and everything else because there really isn't there you know there isn't a much new stuff i mean yeah we've had like some other things you know in the last like 10 15 years but nothing i can significant i can think of in necessarily rock and roll that really talks about horror and what with the exception of fucking rob zombie but rob zombie haven't put anything out in a while so, you know, I don't, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. So I'm curious, are you going to explore any other genres of music? Uh, well, you've probably heard of Ice Nine Kills. So I'd say like they would be like uh, the more modern, like metal rock, uh, talking about horror movies. Uh, a lot of people ask me like, am I going to go back to my metal roots? Cause I spent like 19 years playing guitar. And, like, wanting to be in a metal band my whole life until I switched to rap. So it is kind of weird that, like, I didn't explore it 
Um, I don't know. I think it would have to be like the right band would have to come by. I'm not going to go out and like start a new project and go, you know, like find a drummer, go find a bassist and like try to deal with like six different people on one project. It's bad enough dealing with my own head when I'm writing something. So like, yeah, like six other people just like butting heads on a project. I don't even know if I want to do that. But if a band came to me with like an instrumental and was like, you know, I'll lay down some like harsh metal vocals over the hook or something like that and wanted me to like do a verse, hell yeah, I'd do it. Nice, nice. The um uh, and you also and you also too, you yeah, uh, you said you also play guitar as well, so you can add something to that. The um uh, yeah. Although do you, uh, do you still pick up the instrument or um or have you not picked it up in a while? I mean, I wish I picked it up more, but like maybe once every two months, I might like pick it up and fuck around for like an hour. But I used to play for like eight hours a day, like straight up. It was the only thing I wanted to do with my life. And uh, yeah, it feels feels kind of sad to think about it now. But I mean, rap is like kind of my calling, I would say, you know, like I'm just I'm kind of focused on this right now. It's not like I can't pick it up whenever I want. Like it's just upstairs in my room. But it's it's more, you know, it's more about like, hey, this these are the these are the talents that are in front of me right now, and this is, you know, what I'm, you know, I'm on this train. I yeah. I should stay on it. It's just kind of what I'm focused on right now. Who knows? I might even like quit rap for a year and pick up the guitar full time again. I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's kind of cool, man. You kind of you kind of got this, like you know, like hey. Like whatever I'm feeling, man. Like you know, like yeah, I, yeah. I just go in my you know my direction and everything else, and it's a, it's a cool mentality to have. I know I'm going to be dealing with music, no matter what I do, no matter where I end up. I'm definitely going to be working on some kind of music, but yeah, I don't know what because I like all kinds of stuff, and like I do love hip hop, and I'm going to keep doing this until. I've exhausted it, and let's say I exhausted in ten years, and I want to be in a metal band. Who knows? Yeah, uh, that's that's fan. That's that's awesome, man. Hey, you know, hey, we were, uh, you know, we were talking about a bunch of different, um, uh, you know, other guests and everything else. We we're talking about like um, people, like reactions from the general public on, you know, on, like what you know, what you do, and what you know, what you're doing, what's special. That you now that you're, you know, going on, you know, doing more shows and being in front of an audience and everything else. Um, one, how is that feeling? You know, the, those feelings of, um, are people talk? you know, uh, do people know your songs yet? You know, are they singing it back to you? And, you know, and what, what has been some of the, like the reactions of, of like fans and people out there to, you know, you know, you getting, you know, you getting stalked yet? <laughs> no stalkers just yet. Uh, I mean, I've been doing shows around, you know, Edmonton, Alberta for close to eight to 10 years, I would say. So. There are certain shows where, like, a lot more of, like, your friends and your core fan base will show up. And, like, there's a lot more people who know the lyrics and give you that energy. And it's always a good time. But, you know, like, obviously, the further you stray away from your hometown, the less people know. But, like, uh, I mean, with music festivals, people traveled from all over Alberta, B.C., Saskatchewan, fucking Nova Scotia. People came from everywhere for Intersect. And so, like, I had fans from across the country, and I had fans who came with me to the show. So, like, uh, it's a really, really cool feeling to have somebody sing your lyrics back to you 
it just like gives you the energy you need to keep going. Cause like when I'm up there, I'm jumping around and I'm not really saving my breath the way I should be. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it gets tough sometimes energetically, but, uh, just that alone is so helpful. Absolutely, man. What's the, what's the most fun experience that you've had with some fans? <sighs> I mean, just last year at intersect, actually, this like 10 year old kid, I was in the alien costume, the uh, inflatable alien costume. And this kid comes up to me with a little green pair of sunglasses. And he's like, here, these match your outfit. And I just like put them on and kept going. And that kid came up to me this year at intersect. Looks like a totally new kid. I don't know how they grow so fast, but he's like, <laughs> like you, you were my favorite intersect artist. He's like, I still have the glasses if you want to wear them again. And I like gave him a shirt and he like came out and helped work on the stage with us it was awesome this kid his name was aiden super cool kid yeah dude that's gotta be you gotta be over the moon about that shit man like you know to have that type of thing and you know and and see somebody a year later who remembers you because he kids got a short attention spans man you know so like yeah. you know for the for him to remember that's that, that's got to be a really cool feeling yeah it's 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 like awakening you know like because sometimes as an artist no matter how small or big you are everybody feels like this shit's not going to work out, you know, but something like that happens and it fuels you again for another year, you know? Hey, no, I hear you, man. Hey, you know, I, I know, so, you know, cause obviously, you know, once again, like, you know, this is your, your hat trick. So a lot of other people in, and obviously we're going to put a bunch of links in here to all the other older podcasts, you know, talking about your history and everything else. But, you know, the one thing I, I was curious about, and I kind of wanted to ask you again is, you know, is, is it because you're a fan or is there some other secret sauce about why you keep coming back to horror and not necessarily like, you know, horror sci-fi or horror, you know, or, or another genre of, of film and everything else. Cause obviously you're a fan of a lot of different types of films, good and bad, and also very bad. Um, we mostly, yeah. mostly very bad, mostly very bad. Um, uh, you know, so the, um, uh, and people send you shit too. So, you know, um, uh, so you have a lot of things in your possession that you probably shouldn't have. Like Goosebumps Chillology, but we'll we'll leave that one alone for for the time being. I actually have um, two copies now since we oh last spoke. I got another the, one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is there no shame anymore? I'm just uh, gonna collect a box of them and send them to you. Oh, <laughs> please do that. Thanks. <laughs> and then I'm literally gonna drive up to Canada and then deliver them back to you. The um, <laughs> perfect. Uh, Catch a show while you're here. The uh, the <laughs> hey, dude, yeah, yeah, come in, come in, catch the show. Um, uh, the um, that's that's how I think that's how much hate fuel I would have. <laughs> I'd be like, like, I'm gonna drive two days worth of driving to drive to Canada to give this shit, this bullshit back to him. Yeah, I think I would have been happy. I think you would, yeah, do you think like. <laughs> I like you know like like oh what did Corey do and everything else like you know like he basically like shit in a box and and, and UPS it to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's basically what happened. <laughs> the um uh, you know but so anyway so you know why do you keep coming back to horror man? The um uh, you know opposed to necessarily anything else man you know because I mean I could come up with a lot of guesses you know but you know but I wanted to hear it from you. It's just where I feel more comfortable writing like i've tried like my first album keep it pg like i tried sad songs happy songs party songs like silly songs uh i tried like writing an array of styles and like techniques and stuff and once i got into like once i did that michael song 
which was like the first horror movie song I wrote. Once I did that, I was like, okay, this is my shit. This is where like I'm gonna flourish, and I just like felt it, you know. The oh, so it was like it was like a visceral thing. Like you're like, this is where I belong. Oh, my. Yeah, this- I just once once I wrote Michael, I was like, okay, well, this is clearly what I'm meant to do. This is what I've been building up to do so far. Yeah, that's that, that's awesome, man. It's 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 a hell of a thing, you know, to to do that, you know, and too, man, for you know, for some of our um, uh, you know, our newer viewers and people who are watching, you know, how did how did hip hop, you know, touch your life? Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, how did how did it start to to you know, was it was it that initial you know a random meeting um, where they where they said you know, hey, just hop in the mic and then you just you know uh, spit it, or was there other passing moments throughout your life that where hip hop was around? It was literally just that moment in Razorwire's garage. We were hanging out before we were even obscene division. We were drunk. They were freestyling. I was like, let me write something because like I can't freestyle. I gotta like think about everything I do. So I wrote this little verse. I barely remember it. I spat it to them and they were like, that was actually pretty cool. And like I was like, okay, that feels good. I really like this. And I just that was it. And I was like, okay, show me all the rappers you guys listen to. And they like introduced me to like Three Six Mafia, Brother Lynch Hung, Tech Nine, like all those guys, and just like fell in love that day. That's that that that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And I'm sure that you know your experience, you know, with already being a musician definitely helped. I mean, you you know, like uh, there, there's something to be said about the the um the match. You know, I'm a music nut. I like I like a lot of different kinds, and there's definitely some similarities between metal and rap like there's you know there's a lot of there's emotion there's aggression there's you know strong feelings in those things but there's also a lot of similar techniques with how you approach it so it's probably not that you know unheard of for you to step in the same way that anthrax and public enemy um made it happen together so i mean you know it's not that crazy to think of it but but maybe i'm wrong though maybe you know you know at least in my mind you know what? I mean, I, what are your thoughts on that? No, uh, it's. I believe a lot of rap, like especially the rap that I make and listen to, it's very similar to metal. Like, probably one of the closest you can come to, unless you think of like super heavy, obnoxious DDM. Because yeah. like, what other genre? What other genre might make you feel pissed off, but still enjoy it? You know? Yeah, that's true. And then you know, I mean, what are the two? Um, my most listened to genres in the gym, the um, it's, yeah. pop, it's rap and rock and roll and metal. Like that's it. Like there's no other, no other thing. And there's also some, there's aggression and horror. Like there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Like it's about like people doing awful things to human beings. It was, it was a Wes Cor- uh, Craven quote. Like you know when he was talking about Scream and the MPA was like was like it's too disturbing. I was like it's murder. It should be fucking disturbing. Yeah, that's kind of the point. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, there's definitely a there's an edge already to horror, so it makes sense for those those two to be married. The um uh, mm. the, the rap music and you know hip hop, and then also horror as a whole. And it's not like I was blind to hip hop before I got really oh, into yeah. it. I mean, like, obviously, I knew about like Eminem, Fifty Cent, Snoop Dogg, Dre, like the big ones, but like, I never got into underground hip hop until I met those guys. Yeah, and there's yeah, and a lot of the stuff that you mentioned, like Three Six Mafia, like that's that's definitely on the more underground side. The um, I mean, not things. so much anymore because there's so many artists that take inspiration from those guys. But, but like when when we were discovering them, they were definitely more underground. 
Yeah, no, for sure, man. Absolutely, for sure. The, yeah, it's it's kind of funny, like what like new art, like the internet has like just exploded with with you know like a lot of like a lot of bands and rap artists and other artists you just would never have known. But there's some great, very popular artists that are inspired by those. Then they found those fuckers in like a mixtape somewhere. They um like yeah. a, like a bargain basement somewhere. Some random SoundCloud page. Yeah, exactly. The um, uh, you know, something, something than that. So you know, uh, so you know, man, um, uh, you know, what are some, uh, um, some, some horror movies, man, that you that you want to do that you just haven't covered yet, or maybe even some horror television that you haven't got a chance to, because you only did like Goosebumps, but like, there's a lot of decent horror television out there, um, uh, to do. So I was, I was curious about you exploring those. Well, Obscene Division is working on a uh, an Are You Afraid of the Dark song, so expect that one i'm hoping by the end of this year we'll get it done but uh we take our time uh, yeah awesome <laughs> uh yeah i what i want to do uh soon i mean i got that stephen king one i'm working on uh i'm doing a hellraiser one i really want to get a Wishmaster one done uh what else christine i've been working on a christine one kind of off on and off here and there um there was one more that I really, really wanted to do. Uh, Evil Dead. Oh yeah, dude, Evil Dead would be would be fucking fantastic. The I know Zach would love Evil Dead. Dude, Evil Dead and Hellraiser, fuck yes. But I have a very specific song that I'm still waiting for, and that would. Oh, be- Chud. Yep. <laughs> See, yeah. you know it. You know it. Where is it? I I wrote Chud one and two. It's actually going to be two songs, and I'm going to release them back to back as like a double feature. I, they're done. Like the lyrics are done. I just like, I'm waiting on the right beats to come by so that like the lyrics kind of pop to me, you know, I can't really explain it, but like you get a beat pack, you listen to them all and something that you wrote clicks in your head and you're just like, okay, that's what I'm going to do to that. I'm just like waiting for that moment for those. I am patiently awaiting the day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, they're, they're going to be coming out. I, I got them done just for you. They, 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 no, like nobody literally else, just, just, just for, for you. They, um, uh, I can't wait. They, I can't fucking wait, dude. You know what you have to do now, right, Corey? You, you literally at the at the top of the bar of the, of the song, you're gonna be like, "This one's for Zach." They, yeah. They, um, this one's. You don't for have my, to do that, but I'm I, not gonna say don't. You don't have to, but. <laughs> but no, I think I actually might, because like uh, <laughs> nobody else. Nobody else has asked me to do a Chud song, so <laughs> like, well, then, and I wasn't go. planning on it before you brought it up. They, uh, so you know, mate, you just talked about that too, like about you know, like waiting on the beat. Like, how does the process work? Like, I think I talked about this before, but I completely forgot. Like, you know, like you breaking down like how the process works with then the creation of the songs. But you know, and I probably don't remember as much. But I'm very curious. Like, um, and I think that some people might be curious about how you go about you know like formulating and writing this stuff and then and and the the final product and how it comes to be uh well i write in like bits and pieces like i don't want to hear a beat until most of my lyrics are done because i don't want a beat to like influence how i'm gonna flow how i'm gonna use my sentence structures um unless like i hear a beat and then get inspired by that because there's like I mean, there's a million ways to write, but the way I mostly do it is, yeah, I'll uh, watch a couple movies or something and just take notes, take like quotes, scenes, whatever I would want to mention and just like 
try to write rhymes to them in little pieces and then I'll fit them together later. Like I'll always figure it out later. I'm not, I'm not worried about structuring my song until I have like six different notes full in my phone, just like bars. And then, and then after that, you know, and, and then when it comes to structuring, you know, do you just, you just do it until it feels right or it's kind of trial and error? How does it work for you? A lot of trial and error, a lot of moving things around. Like, does this work here? Does this lead into this? And sometimes I'll have to like, I want to, I want two paragraphs next to each other because they're like kind of like leading into the same, uh, same topics or something like that. And then I'll have to write something in between them to go from this to this. And it's, yeah, it's like a jigsaw puzzle of words, basically. The, um, uh, you know, so, okay. So, um, uh, and then, you know, and then after that, you go ahead and try to listen to an assortment of different types of beats and everything else in the actual music. You know, where do you, you know, do you, and you mentioned like you get it like a bunch of them in packages or I, I didn't quite yeah. understand I mean, what you're talking about. Sometimes you'll get a beat pack uh, from a producer and you get to like listen to them all and be like, okay, I like this one, this one, this one. But uh, lately, uh, my homie Squib, uh, who makes most of my beats, he'll just like come to me and be like, Hey man, uh, I made you a leather face beat. Do you have any leather face bars? And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I got some. And then, you know, like that's kind of how that works. Or like I'll request something. I'll be like, cause I went to mock beats, another guy who I work with in Amsterdam. And I was like, Hey, I'm working on a, a sleepaway camp song. And he'd like never heard of it before. So he like watched like a little bit of the movies. Like, I think I got something. He just like sent me back that beat. And I was like, okay, this will work. And that's one of those movies. I would have been like, you may want to stick till the end. Um, uh, on that one. <laughs> yeah. Just so you get the full picture of what's going on. I'm just, I'm not saying, I'm just saying that you might want to stick around till the end. Cause it's kind of important. That's a movie where the end is the most important scene in the movie. Besides that, it's pretty much a Friday the Thirteenth ripoff. To be perfectly pretty honest. much, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you know, it's like Friday the Thirteenth with the way burning. less money. Yeah. Oh, wait, way less money, dude. Like Friday the Thirteenth, the burning, and Sleepaway Camp are basically all the same movie. The um, with like different, like you know, obviously with Sleepaway Camp being having the twist that it does. The um, and then some. The, Imagine um, if Friday the Thirteenth had that twist. Were the mothers actually the father? <laughs> 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 Let's just pause a second to think about that. What? I didn't think it would be that funny. I was like, oh. dude, leave it, bro. Leave it to me. I will find a way to make it fucking funny. The uh, I will life that, finds a way. The uh, yes, it's, it life finds a way. The um, fucking Jeff Goldblum. Anyway, so um, I, so um, so so yes, yeah, so you get a, a beat package and everything else. And then um, when it comes to, you know, um, how long does it usually take you to actually produce a song once it's ready to go and performed? Do you do it, you know, do a couple different takes? How does it work for you, man, with your um, artistic uh, process? So once a song is, like, written and I have the beat to it and it's, like, structured in my head the way I want it to be, I'll practice it over and over until, you know, I'm ready to record. And when I feel like I can do it without, you know, looking at my notes, because that's when you know you're ready. If you have to keep looking back at your notes to get through it, then you're not ready to perform it, right? So when you go to the studio, you are performing. You're not just recording. Like you got to give that same kind of energy, right? Just to get the track sounding good. So once I'm ready for that, yeah, it it might take me a day, it might take me an hour, and it might take me multiple sessions over a week 
to record a song. So nice. there's no real answer to that. It's just like, it's got to sound kind of the way it is in my head. And if I'm not doing it, then I got to, you know, take a step back and try again later, or I have to structure it differently. Cause it's just never going to work the way it is in my head. It's a process, but I don't no, know. It, once it, you it, get, once you get that final product, it's fucking totally worth it. Absolutely, man. The, um, so, you know, when you're, um, let's just say you had no interruptions and everything else. Like how long would it take you, um, uh, A to Z, um, uh, to finish it? Like, I know obviously life gets in the way and like, you know, and, and shit gets changed and everything else. Like if you had to like, you know, like do it A to Z, um, what would be that timeline? You know, how long would it take? You? Like from starting writing to putting a song out? I'll make, I'll make, I'll make it easier. Like say for instance, like you, you've already watched the movie and you got your, you got your notes, like your notes are ready okay. to go, you know, and everything okay. else. You know, no interruptions. To, if, if it's all I'm doing and it's all I'm focusing on, I could say four to five days because, like, I still have to do the videos and everything. And that's like, again, a lot of time going into the editing of it. The, um, uh, you know, so, you know, and what's your, uh, what's your approach with the, with the videos, man? Do you just try to do, you know, like fun shots from it or do you have a, is there a method to your madness? I mean, it's kind of the same thing, like, because I once by the time I go back to the movie, I already, first of all, know it very well just from writing about it, and watching it so many times. And I know the lyrics really well. So I just look for the scenes that I'm referencing and those will be like those will go into one folder. And then I just take like cool, interesting shots. Those will go into another folder for like filler when I'm not referencing a scene or something like that. And then, like, I like to take a lot of uh, abstract shots where, like, you can't really tell what's going on. And those are for, like, the filler filler, if you know what I mean. All right. Like, if, if I'm not feeling a scene where pumpkin heads should be popping out at you, what do I put in there if I'm not referencing something else? Oh, like a shot of the woods or something, you know? Okay. So yeah, so you got you got a, a method to the madness. So so it could probably take anywhere, you know, probably like two weeks, all in all, if you had no interruptions, probably around that, around that time. Yeah, it could take that long. It depends on depends on the song itself, because like sometimes I write stuff to challenge myself, and I know I shouldn't be doing that to get stuff out quicker, but I just I feel like I have to. So well, like, you gotta, uh, you gotta keep yourself sharp. <laughs> yeah, this Hellraiser one that I'm writing has a lot of. Uh, a lot of like harsh, uh, deeper vocals that I want to do, and uh, might take me a good day or two just to like get those parts down. But like, nice. it's just something I have to do. Like, it's in my head. It sounds cool the way it is, and I gotta like figure out how to get it into a mic. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that one. Oh yeah, dude, I'm very much looking forward to that. So that's cool, man. Like, you know, it's it's like you know, hey, it's in my head. I gotta find a way to get it the fuck out of my head. I'd like, yeah. you know, it, it, like, you know, like it's like, it, I, I think I, jo- I made that joke with a lot of artists and everything else. Like it, it's like a, it's like a, a tick, like, you know, in your, in your head or like a, a one of them fucking scarab beetles from, from uh, the mummy. You gotta, you know, fucking get that fucker out of your head. They, yeah. um, uh, you know, and onto the page you're on to something. And then like two weeks later, I'll just never think of it again unless I have to perform it somewhere. Oh, that's cool. You can let it go that, that easily. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, it's almost like getting something off your back, too, right? Because, like, you focus so hard on one thing forever. Like, I worked on Killer Clowns forever, thought of only that for a long time, and then, like, once it was out, I was like, okay, I don't have to think about Killer Clowns for a while. So, um, I want to bring it back a little bit. So, you said 
you would love to see one of your songs at the end of a movie for like the end credits or something like that, correct? Yeah. 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 So how long do you think it would take you to compose something for a movie and or a show? Like specifically? Like say this say the movie isn't even done filming yet. Like would that be even possible for you? Well, I mean, if I have enough information and I have like tons of quotes, like if somebody gave me a script at least I could come up with something, you know, but I wouldn't be able to like do the video until the movie's done. You know, you said something earlier that, that caught my ear and everything else is you were, you know, you were saying, Hey, you know, you'll know when you're ready, when you don't look at your notes and and like, you're ready to perform. It should be the same volume of energy and the same commitment and the same level of showmanship in the, in the studio, the same as if you were performing it live and I was like, you know, that's a really cool, like, that's really good advice for anybody that wants to perform, that wants to be, you know, write music or do something creative like you and everything else. You know, do you have any other pieces of advice for for people who kind of want to, you know, do something like this? Say, say, for instance, somebody sees your shit and they're like, damn, I want to be a horror rapper. They, um, uh, you know, and they're like, you know, which I'm sure would be amazing, you know, for you to see, you know, that you inspired somebody. But, you know, like, what advice would you give them? Just do it a lot. Do it until you hate it. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll go over, I'll go over four bars, just wrap it over and over, try to rearrange the words so they flow off of my tongue better, but still kind of structurally make sense. I'll try things until I'm like sick of it. And I'm like, I have to ask people, is this good? <laughs> <laughs> like I'll I'll write I'll write yeah like four bars let's say I write like a 16 bar verse and I'm like I think it's dope I'll go over it so many times that I'm like questioning how good it is now because I'm just like so tired of hearing it I have to rap it to somebody else like another rapper and be like hey is this a good verse or have I just like heard it way too many times that's like because then you don't have to think about what you wrote down when you're performing it when you're performing it you're only really thinking about your performance and a song is a performance. So when you go into a studio, you get in front of the mic. It's not, you're not just reading words. You're not just, you know, trying to hit a note. You're, you're a performer in like your audience is the mic, I guess. Awesome. Awesome. You know, and, and, you know, and, and while you're talking about performances and everything else, this might be a stupid question, but you know, sometimes I get a, a surprised answer. Hey, what's it, what's your favorite part of the process? Um, is it is it the writing? Is it the isn't the arrangement, or uh, is it the the video, or is it the performance? You know, um, uh, you know, and or is it the studio? The um, uh, you know, what's you know, what's your favorite part, or do you kind of measure them equally? I mean, it's kind of all my favorite part, except for the editing. <laughs> that is just the most tedious part. Sometimes writing will be the the most frustrating, just because like you get writer's block or you're stuck on something and you just fucking can't get it you know and you'll be stuck on it for months sometimes but uh it's putting out a project like the end result seeing it done saying hey everybody it's up on youtube hey everybody the song's out on spotify then it's like washing my hands of it you know it's like this releasing this pressure that's been on my fucking shoulders forever and that and you know performing is you know the most fun obviously but I think like the best feeling other than, you know, like when you're performing and having a good time and vibing with the crowd, the best feeling is just putting something out and saying, okay, it's done. I don't have to keep fucking with it. Is it the, the, the sense of completion that, you know, yeah. like, Hey, 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 it's done, man. I don't have to worry about it. It's, 
you know, they, 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 trust me, we, I, I get that. Like, you know, there's been plenty of things that we've released and, and we were so happy, like it's done. And also too, is there's a sense of feeling of like, like also this is it. Like, you know, there's nothing more I can do. It's out in the public now. Like, and I, and, and I could either sit here and scrutinize it and watch it over again and be like, oh, I should have done this. Oh, I should have done that. Or I can just let it exist. The, um, yeah, that's uh, why you always have to have a next project. You always have to have something else you can just jump right into. The, and, um, like, obviously, I'm never going to run out of horror movies to write about, so I don't have to worry about that. The, uh, no, I can, I can definitely appreciate it. And then maybe that, you know, that's another good piece of advice. Always have something else to go to right after the fact. So that way yeah. you're not languishing in, in one of the projects or the other. So, the, um, uh, so, so I got a question of the podcast. Um, I always love this, you know, besides what has already been mentioned, um, just cause I know Zach is going to harp on the Chud one and Chud two. Um, I, the, um, I, so what is one, uh, one, uh, song that you would love to see Corey do the, um, uh, you know, and then also too, for you, Corey, what's something that, that, that you, uh, that you really want to do that you just haven't got around to actually doing just yet. The, uh, so, I'll let I'll, Corey. I'll let you go first, unless you want to pass it. You know the rules. That you've been in. On, this is your third time, so the uh, we should know how this how this shit runs. The um, uh, so um, uh, you know, if you can always pass it, then we can always come back to you. Uh, it's the Christine song. I've been working on it forever. I don't even know. Like, did we talk about it last time I was on your show? No, man, we didn't. No, I've been working on this Christine song forever, but it's just like, first of all, it's kind of hard to get into the zone where I'm playing a car, let alone a female one who's like trying to trap dudes. So it's just like a weird character for me to like step into the shoes of, but I'll get there. No, I'm, I believe you, man. I believe you. That's going to be dope. Zach? Either, either one of three movies, Jaws, Predator, or one of the Friday the 13th movies. The, um, I mean, I, I'm sure I'll get to all of those. Yeah, those the, those um, are all I mean, on the I list. It was just a matter of time. The um, I um, uh, well, you already did um, screw me. I I I um, I definitely want to. I want to pick a movie and a, and and a TV show. Actually, um, uh, definitely from Dust Till Dawn. The um, uh, if if I was ever Corey, if I was ever gonna request one for you, man, that would be that would be the one. Like, you know, it, the movie. Yeah, the movie. Yeah, definitely the movie okay. from Dust Till Dawn. Like that would be the you know thing. And by the way, make all the feet jokes you you want in it. Right? <laughs> I mean, make... what's what else am I going to do? I'm, there's definitely going to be some foot bars. Oh, yeah. Dude, there's definitely some some that. footnotes, if you will. And one and one that might be really interesting that I that I've become a really big fan of. It's a TV show is House on Haunted Hill. Oh, really? no, that house, a house on oh my um, haunting of Hill House. Um, oh, okay. The, uh, I was haunting, like, sorry, "This is a new house on haunting Hill House." Haunting of Hill House. The um, it's a you know, it's a really really good drama, and to have that kind of tone, that, like where it's it's like a little bit more on the serious side and everything else, will be really interesting to see you tackle. It's like think about it this way: it's like it's still very much a horror song, but it's a little bit more on the serious side. Um, of things, and it'd be interesting to see you explore like less aggression, more uh, more the, creep factor. Well, yeah, the creep factor is there, but it's like more of a like a like a. It's not as fun. It's more of like a heavy like like think of like um uh, um uh, like Eminem uh, you know do like I'm cleaning out my closet. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like a little bit more heavy, but it's not as fun because it's it's a lot of heavy content within that show. Um, uh, you know, so but it's but it could be very interesting to see you like uh, tackle something that's a little bit more serious. You know, um, okay. I think that would be really cool. Not to see from dusk till dawn will be a fucking like you know madhouse. You know, be dope. So, but yeah, yeah it'd be fun to see you. Like the song's got the song's got to match the content too. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, no doubt. The um, so you gonna say anything? Anything, Zach? I don't know why this one just came to me, but um, Godzilla. Oh man, I was talking to somebody on another podcast about a Godzilla song, but like Godzilla fans are so hardcore. I don't know if I could please them. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna disagree with you there, but uh... yeah, they're uh, they're pretty intense and they know a lot of their shit. So like, I would oh, have yeah. to get really, really into Godzilla and like learn like a lot of underground shit before. I would even try to tackle something like that. I think Godzilla is the longest running movie series in history right now. I think even longer than James Bond. That makes yes, sense. It's either James Bond or Godzilla. One of the Dude, two. Godzilla was in black and white. Yeah. The go, uh, Dr. No was in color. Okay. The, um, uh, so like it was, it's older than, uh, than that. So yeah, dude, it's, yeah. it's a, it's the oldest running film series around. The, um, uh, you know, uh, of any kind. Yeah. The, um, actually, it's even older than any television series that's still running as well. Yeah. So it's like the There's oldest There's a shit ton of... of lore involved. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's very vast. There's a fuck ton of lore. There's technically reboots. And th- th- there's so much. And I've seen every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's very specific. <laughs> the, uh, so, um, uh, so, yeah, so. So, all right, man. Well, dude, a, 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 for your hat trick, man, it was an absolute pleasure having you come on. Thanks for battling through some technical difficulties. Um, this is an opportunity for um, uh, for you to look directly to camera or off to the side of camera um, and tell the good people <laughs> the um, uh, the other camera. The um, who else is videotaping you, Corey? The um, uh, so tell the good people uh, with your with your very nice cat uh, where they can find you on the social medias and uh, YouTube's and all the great stuff. And um, uh, and where to find your awesome music, man? I go by Poltergeist OD. You can find me on YouTube, uh, just at Poltergeist Space OD. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, Slasher, TikTok uh, at Poltergeist underscore OD. I mainly try to funnel people to my Instagram, just because like that's the social media I like the best, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I'm on all of them, Poltergeist underscore OD. I'm on every streaming platform, like I'm on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, basically anywhere you stream music, just look up Poltergeist space OD. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, dude, for going on. And thank you, all all of you, for being on the Nightmares podcast. Um, if you liked what you saw, um, we would really appreciate if you would stab that like button, smash that subscribe, and click the little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop amazing content. Uh, we really appreciate it. And then also, too, if you want to find us on social media, you could find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Slasher. I gotta get used to this goddamn board. Jesus you you really do. The um, back to me. The um, uh, so and for all things horror, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Nightmares Podcast. Bye, guys. They.